Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant with the Land Investing, the Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, this is an introductory podcast that we're uh, talking about a little bit why, how, when, what, and where um, we're, we're starting this little project and um, and and maybe see how, how we can help you uh, find your path to wealth because um, that's kind of the goal for everybody. Anyway, um, my name is Trevor Probant. I've been investing in real estate and especially land, I guess, uh, 15, 2015. But um, a little backstory, I grew up on a cattle ranch outside of San Angelo, Texas. And um, I I grew up, you know, doing the whole the ranching thing. We, we raised Beefmaster cattle at, at originally and then uh, turned to the, the black cattle and now even some black baldies with some with some Hereford bulls on uh, Angus cattle, but um, used to do lots of Ramblay sheep, uh, tons and tons of Ramblay sheep, um, and also uh, Spanish goats, and then eventually boar goats into even the uh, my dad and those guys used to raise uh, show goats uh, back when that all got going big. But anyway, um, kind of the genesis about all this stuff is is in the early '90s, my grandfather, dad, and uncle. Um, did a lot of buying and subdividing large ranches into small, smaller parcels. Um, anyway, they, you know, up to, I believe 10,000 acres on, at one particular time and subdivided those built roads, ran power, things like that. Um, and so my family's been in it a long time. They've, uh, always kind of done it real quiet. Like, you know, never, never wanted to, to, to toot their own horns or anything else like that but um knowing dirt and land for a long time um what what happened in 2016 is uh sold another so last couple parcels on a on a subdivide and the thing is is you pay a lot of taxes and capital gains uh short-term capital gains and i was literally sitting there in my dad's office like man it would be great to uh to build some cash flow off of uh off of land you know because i'd done a small apartment deal i've done a few houses and things like that and i realized i did not like that i didn't like the tenants i didn't like uh, a lot of the the headaches that were you know with that kind of stuff and and i was and it's funny because my dad was like ha, um you should go to way west texas they've been doing that since at least the 50s well i started doing a little homework and Culberson and Hudspeth and all those counties up and down the interstate there and realized that there has to be something to it. If people have been doing it for that long, uh, then I need to be doing it. So anyway, um, went down a rabbit hole, found a couple uh, people that were also doing it online and, and learned from them and kind of I've kind of come to the conclusion that uh, all of it works. Uh, some of it works better for other people, and I'm I'm here basically to kind of show you what what I've learned to do um, and I'm still doing. I'm close on a on a nice Colorado property actually today, um, which is something that no one's really shown me on this particular deal. Was able to take over a, a great property that actually still had a mortgage on it, subject to, which. Everyone will tell you never to do with land, but with the numbers that we're talking about, it makes perfect sense. 
anyway, um, just just want to talk to you about what why we're doing this. Um, you know, the whole goal for it. I have no courses. I have no seminars. I have no <laughs> nothing to sell you. The one thing I do have to sell you is, uh, I guess, myself, my knowledge, and if I share enough, then I truly believe that I'll uh, I'll be able to uh, network and meet the right kind of people to uh, to help me into my eventual journey. Um, so so we'll, we'll talk cheap land you know that you own or finance you know you buy for a couple thousand dollars you own or finance 100 bucks a month uh, for four years that stuff on the lower end we'll talk uh, middle grade stuff you know 30 forty thousand dollar deals um we can talk hundred thousand dollar deals and we can talk multi-million dollar deals um i do not have any experience as far as turning it into a true subdivision as far as county maintained roads uh, running water, doing things like that, sewer, all that stuff. I've never done that. I'm not going to tell you that I do know how to do that. Um, we would love to talk to a lot of folks um, that are in the business themselves, what they do, how they like doing it, and um, and basically bring more awareness to the land investing stuff without all the fluff. I don't own a mailing company. I don't own a land investing course. I don't want to do any of that. What I want to do is I want to help make you successful because if I make you successful, I know that there's enough success for everyone. And if I don't know that answer, then we'll figure it out. And uh, big deal, like I said, living in San Angelo, Texas, there's just not, there's no RIA meetings uh, here. And most RIA meetings, like you said, they're basically it's to build a community. I'm going to talk to uh, a lot of other land investors on all levels. I've got some contacts that do multi, multi-million dollar deals. I've also got some contacts that do $100 deals. And we're going to talk to them about why they like their business model, why they don't like their business model, what they would do if you know they had to start all the way over, and kind of where they see what's going on with all this crazy pandemic stuff how their business has changed or gotten better, or worse one way or the other. Um, another, another cool thing is with what I am trying to do in my niche, what I'm, what I've decided that I think that I really need to bring to the world is I want to be the back end guy. I want to raise private capital on a very large scale in order to help other land investors other buyers bring liquidity to the market. And the beautiful thing about this is the market is absolutely gigantic. And what I mean by the market, what do I, well, what the hell are you talking about, Trevor? What I mean is that there are billions of dollars of equity all over this country in raw residential and recreational land that no banks will touch with a 10-foot pole. Most of those are too expensive for people to pay cash for, and they're at too low of a price point for banks wanting to lend on them. Okay? Um, you know, anywhere from twenty to to $100,000, 
Um, I I want to be the the guy that runs, you know, kind of the spear that helps change that. Um, you can you can go anywhere in this wonderful wonderful country and pull up Zillow, and you'll you can check this for yourself. Pull up Zillow, pull up a county, pull up uh, lots, you know, twenty thousand to eighty thousand dollars. Look how long they're on the market. Usually, a long time. Some of them, you know, will be, you know, for eighty thousand dollars, you can buy, you know, a section and a half, two sections out in way west Texas and some of these desert places. Other times, you know, eighty thousand dollars is, uh, you know, a two and a half acre parcel in Colorado or Utah or you know or Massachusetts or you know Missouri, one way or other. Anyway. The reason that and and the the days on market are ridiculously high, and has nothing to do with the demand for the land. As long as it's priced correctly, it has nothing to do with the demand for the land. It has nothing to do with the the t- color of the tile, or the layout, or the funky neighbors, or anything else like that. Right? It has nothing to do with that. That's the best thing about land. You don't have to worry about that. And as long as they can legally get to it, it should sell. The reason that it doesn't is there's no liquidity in the market. People can't pay cash. No banks will touch it, right? We already discussed this. Why will no banks touch it? Well, multiple reasons. One, just like we see in the pandemic, people know, banks know, especially banks, right, is that unless it's a primary residence, people will quit paying their bill when times get tough. And the bank also knows that selling land retail, unless it's an extremely hot market, is a very slow, long, arduous process. You know, even hell, you can you can look up properties in Washington and some of the you know, outside of Seattle, you can look at properties. Outside of San Francisco, you can look at all this stuff like this. Even well-priced properties. A lot of times, especially, again, recreational land, they'll sit there for a year, year and a half, especially at retail, right? There's just, there's something about it that just doesn't want to move, right? The banks don't want that on their books. They won't, they can't handle it. Usually also because that twenty to $80,000, they make all their monies on fees anyway. Would you rather sell an eight hundred thousand dollar house in in California, or sell a forty thousand dollar parcel in Nevada that uh, that's going to sit on the market for a long time if you do have to foreclose on that property? Right, the risk reward is not there, right? So even at a two percent origination fee, things like that, just the the it's not worth it. And they know that it'll be on their books for a long time. That right there is the only reason that land investing works the way it does. There's no liquidity in the market. It is the ultimate imperfect market. That's the only reason real estate works at all, right? Let's let's take a, a 800,000 foot setback. Why is there... Why is real estate the best opportunity for people in the know, as far as I'm concerned, right? One, you can have, it, it's a, 
it's an imperfect market that you can have information on that no one else knows about without inside trading. All right. Like we talk about real estate and we talk about paper assets. We can talk about options. We can talk about all this stuff, but it allows you to have control over certain things that, that paper assets, all these ETFs, all these, you know, funds, everything else like that. You have no power over any of it. You can, you don't have the inside knowledge on it. You know, what's going on, all this other stuff. And if you did, it'd be illegal. The nice thing about real estate is you can come in, you know, the lady across my house or across the street, right? Maybe she's going through a divorce. All of a sudden, you know about it before anybody else. You can come in, buy that property from a motivated seller below market, right? Well, and the cool thing about that, especially below market, you can have anybody lend you money on that, whether that's a hard money lender, whether that's a bank, a national bank, a whatever kind of lending institution you want to have, whether that you hold that as a long-term rental or a fix and flip or whatever, like people will lend money on it all day long, right? Go to your little RIA, get that thing under contract, go to the little RIA and you'll find somebody to lend on that son of a buck. What you won't find is people wanting to fall all over themselves dealing with land. Again, especially recreational land that aren't necessarily in the path of progress of a giant Denver or something like that, you know? Um, the Because of this, the problem is the opportunity. The opportunity is the problem, right? So because of this, any, any owner that you get in contact, whether that is a text message, a phone call, or direct mail, and whether that is a blind offer, offering them so much percentage off of, uh, of market that you expect or going out and saying, Hey, will you send me, will you sell me your land? Call me. Makes no difference, right? All you're trying to do is get people on the phone. The thing is, is if they're truly motivated, they know, even if they're not even truly motivated, they know that selling land out at retail prices for cash it's hard. Doesn't doesn't trade, doesn't trade, right? Because there's no lenders on the dang thing, and no one's got the cash. That's the hard part, right? And then we're seeing this all day, every day, especially with this pandemic. No one's got the cash, and if they got the cash, they're usually buying really nice properties anyway. And don't need you, and the bank will lend on them anyway. Sad but true. The biggest thing with this is we are able to come in and buy those properties very, very cheap because they know that they're taking a fleecing on the deal, but that's okay because it's almost like found money because most of them aren't using it anyway. That is the only reason that people buy land, can buy land at 15, 20, 30 cents on the dollar, right? Like that's the reason. Because they can't do anything with it. They lost the dream of a long time ago. Um, you know, Chicago, they bought some land in Florida. They were going to move there. The kids and the grandkids are still in Chicago, and they're just never going to move there. Happens 
all day, every day. Anybody that's a, a land investor will tell you that, raw land investor. You know, they bought it on the dream, and life changed. And the thing is, they bought it, you know, a long time ago. They probably bought it for awful cheap. They don't care. They've got sunk costs. They have no attachments to it. You know, grandma didn't raise them there, anything like that. So they're willing to get rid of it cheap, All right? If they could, if they really wanted to, and they knew it wasn't going to take two years to sell the thing, they would sell it retail, but they can't. That's the opportunity. And so once you get below the really cheap stuff, there's a lot of investors that can't buy it and sell land the easy way. And what I mean the easy way is owner financing is buying a property below market for cash and then taking installment sales at or above retail from buyers who might not necessarily be the highest in credit quality or or just hell they just they just don't want to put all their cash down on on a on a on a getaway parcel that is the opportunity and I want to help bring investors, private money folks. I want to be the guy that raises the money. And I want to be the guy that works with other investors that helps cash them out or bring capital to the market to help them provide more land and more liquidity to the market. And to be honest with you, I can raise, you know, $10 billion and wouldn't do wouldn't wouldn't be a drop in the bucket as far as that's concerned. Um, anyway, and so that's that's kind of the the goal with this. Um, I am going to share absolutely everything I know for, for free, willing to answer any kind of questions um, folks may have. And if I don't know it, I'll find somebody that does. Um, literally, we're gonna go from from the top down. If you've ever wondered what all those people selling courses are, you know, what, what the intel is on that and, and what they're trying to do and, and everything else, I'll, I'll turn open the curtain on all that stuff. We'll see what Oz is like. Looking, looking forward, like I said, we'll, I'm looking at probably having once a week, maybe twice a week, kind of deal with uh, one being maybe a solo and the second one being an expert or um, another land investor who's actually doing it. Not, not just these people that continue to, to make the little rounds on all the podcasts that we hear all the time. Right? Like there's only so many times you can hear from so-and-so the, uh, the expert, whatever guy, right? Like I've got nothing to sell. All I'm trying to do is network virtually bring value to all of us and go from there. So anyway, um, almost 20 minutes long intro. Uh, the next one will be kind of, uh, the breakdown of everything. And, uh, we'll, we'll start, we'll start at the very, very beginning and, uh, maybe like a five or six step process of buying, getting a hold, buying and selling your first piece of dirt. Looking forward to it. Thanks.